thing go viral recently? Oh yeah, my yeah my blog post. Yeah, yeah, un- un- unexpected. Yeah, it was on my personal blog. I didn't expect anybody to read that. It's. I wonder. You know, I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's better on the strength of like, not expecting a lot of people that have ever actually you know, read it. Yeah, like as opposed to if I had it on Boing Boing or something. Or? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it certainly I, it would have been a very different piece if you sure. knew offhand that a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. true. I, I only wrote it just to like send a link to people because I always get people that write yeah. and just say like how do I be a cartoonist or whatever and then I just got sick of just going through it so I was like I'll just write it all down yeah. and I'll, I'll have something to send people every time they ask you know so what what's what's the big takeaway there from the whole from what's the, the, piece, the yeah. gist of the piece yeah. uh, basically learn to draw comics learn to write comics and don't expect it to be a career you know it's, it's it's funny I mean it's funny that that it that it did end up becoming a thing because it seems like pretty straightforward advice at the end of the day yeah but it's, it's a lot of stuff that people don't want to hear yeah people have like a lot of ideas about what cartooning is and that that uh, that they're gonna be able to quit their job from doing comics or something like that, and that yeah it's like that's not the that's not the right reason to get into it and it and it's like not not for everybody there's a lot of like people that don't that net that they put out like a few comics or whatever and then they disappear yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing but like it, cartooning is like a it's like a calling almost, you know? Yeah. It's not something you just, like, just jump into and, like, do something and then, I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, it's what, you know, I, I had that, you know, I, I, I had that moment where, uh, you know, I was talking to, I think I was talking to, like, a, a cousin who wanted to become a pro- professional writer. And I, I had a moment where I was talking to him, like, like, oh, shit, like, I've become that guy. I'm now the guy saying to him that this whole, like don't do this thing unless yeah, you feel yeah, like yeah. there's nothing else you could do. You yeah. know, like, I'm now spewing that cliche. I know. But I've now lived that cliche. Yeah, I know. And I'm not the person to be, like, giving any advice. You know, I think the people just see my work and then they're like, oh, I can draw better than this guy. <laughs> why, like, why is he getting attention and I'm not or yeah. whatever? So they're just, like, want, they think I know some kind of magic secret that they yeah. just want to get a hold of. And there isn't a secret. It's just... You just put out work. That's all. You just have to keep. I mean, I don't know. But did, but did you think? You know, I mean, did you think from the beginning that you were going to be able to do it professionally? Or no, no. <laughs> but even if I wasn't, I would still be doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what I do. It's just it helps me. Like I, it, it was weird because when I first started doing comics, I didn't even necessarily like drawing that much, but mm-hmm. I, like forcing myself to do it, I got into like drawing a lot, and now. Yeah. It's all I do, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, like, made myself like it, so I know anybody can, but not everybody has that urge to do that, you know? Were you, you, weren't, you weren't the kid just drawing? I mean, I drew as a kid, but then as a teenager, I kind of fell out of it and was a skateboarder and all yeah. that stuff, you know? And then, then I started getting into painting a little bit, and then when I got into comics, my drawing skills were so crap, yeah. you know? And I had to, like, relearn how to draw all over again. You know, but like just continuing to do it, you get yourself in the habit of doing it all the time. What, you know, why why was that the thing that you were drawn to doing? Like, why not just be a writer? Well, <laughs> that's that seems more difficult to me for some reason. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, being a writer is pretty hard. Sure. So it, so is drawing comics. I guess so. So is skateboarding. Let's be honest. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's a question. I think yeah. There's some visual about it because when I was trying yeah. to be a painter, I remember. I would always put words in my paintings, and I okay. was uh, I was taking painting classes, and they kept telling me like, "Yeah, don't put words in this. If you put words in your painting, then it's not a painting; it's a sign, and all this stuff, you know." Because I just wanted it was all about just like communicating something. So yeah. like, even my paintings were like narrative. So it seems like I, you know, it's like I should have been doing comics all along because I was like, 
I could accomplish what I was trying to accomplish with my art anyway, you know? I, 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 I guess maybe the better question is, like, if you actually didn't enjoy doing it, it the drive was just so strong that it sure, overpowered yeah. that. Well, that was because I, when I saw Crumb, though, that was, yeah. like, what really got me, like, like, I just got, like, so amped on yeah. comics as, like, a personal thing. Because before that, I mean, I, you know, my brother does comics, and so I just kind of associate comics with, like, superhero stuff. Yeah. So then, like, when I saw Crumb, it was like, wait a second, no, like, I could do stuff about, like, being a loser, you know? I can do comics about being a weirdo, and that's totally legit. That's a cool thing to do, and I, that, like, inspired me so much. I'm still, like, going off of that inspiration that I got from back then, you know? Does, does having a brother who's a successful mainstream comics artist, was that part of the reason why you kind of walked away from it a little bit early on? Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty big, you know. Well, I mean, I felt like I could never, like, if I wanted to get into comics, I I could never do what he was doing. Like, yeah. I don't have that skill set at all. I just yeah. could never do mainstream stuff. Yeah. So I felt like, why bother? And then that's what comics are. And I just can't, I don't, I don't have that skill set. So I think, like, seeing that you didn't, that you didn't need to draw like that was, like, pretty big for me, yeah. too, you know? W- was that, um, was was he not in that world at all? No, no. Yeah. I mean, he, he read stuff, you know, I remember seeing, like, Milk and Cheese comics yeah. or whatever. Sure. But, yeah, he wasn't, no, he never did any indie comics or anything. What, what what did he say when he told him that you were going to be a cartoonist? He was into it. Yeah. He, like, in, he took me out to my first shows in the beginning, yeah. you know? I would, like, sit next to him, and it was just, like... I'd be trying to sell my, like, zines or whatever, like, next to him, and he's signing all these Green Lantern books and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of a weird... I wouldn't do it now. I think, like, over time we realized that it wasn't beneficial for, like, either of us to do it that way. I just... I, I could just see him just having a moment where he's like, really? Like, you? Like... Oh, yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Well, he remembered me, like, drawing as a kid and stuff. Yeah. So he knew, like, I was into that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. When, when did you start reading uh, uh, John Porcelino's stuff? Uh, somebody in Denver gave me a copy of, of King Cat, the one about his dad. Yeah. And they're like, here, you can have this. This guy gave it to me at a zine fest, and it looks like greeting card art. He was like a dick about it. But I read it, and I loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. And then uh, I found out that, that he was living in Denver at the time. Yeah. And then we just started hanging out. We met, we'd uh, met at a Ian McKay reading, and then, we, you know, he was just like, oh, you like uh, walking around? I like walking around. Let's go for walks. And then we did, and then I just started getting more into his work after knowing him, you know. How, how but, early on was that in your... In that your... was uh, probably like two years into me doing comics. Okay. Because I, I was doing a strip for the newspaper there, so he already knew oh, who wow. I was from seeing my newspaper yeah. comic and being like, oh, yeah, like... So he knew, like, I was a comic artist and everything. And so you... I mean, you you kind of hit the ground running, it sounds Sure. Like. You I got mean, that I, strip pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, because I was doing so many mini-comics. Like, I would do my own mini-comics, and then I would walk around Denver and drop them off everywhere. And I would go into the newspaper office and give yeah. them to the editors. So, like, so then they knew who I was. And then the, com- the comic artist of the newspaper quit. And I saw that as an opening, like, oh, shit, I'm going to jump on this. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a newspaper strip, like, really early on. And having that deadline every week, like, really helped my drawing sure. skills. And my, you know, because it's yeah. just like, I have to get this done. It, like, whipped my ass into shape, you know. Did, did you have the, like, all right, well, it's just going to be, it's good from here on out. Like, I'm a successful oh, I was, oh, yeah, I knew, like, this is it. Everybody's going to know me in this town yeah. or whatever. And I did that every week for eight years, you know. Yeah. I only quit when I just recently moved. Hmm. But that was, you know, that was the only, I would have still been doing that strip for now, you know. Uh, but, but you wanted to do something longer form the whole time? Uh, I didn't think I was ever going to do anything longer form. Yeah. That was like an accident. Really? The hypo was supposed to be a short story in uh, Blamo. Yeah. And then, like, as I did more and more research, it was just like, 
I could expand this. This could be actually this could be a book. Yeah. But I always thought I was just gonna be like a short story guy. Like a, the idea of like a longer story was scary. Yeah. Uh, of of just sort of devoting that much of your life for that period of time. Yeah, and figuring out how to structure a big story was really yeah. intimidating. I don't know how people do it when they just like start doing comics and immediately do a graphic novel. I yeah. could never do that. I mean, you know, that might have been a good starting off point, though. At least you were sort of dealing with a very clear somebody's actual life. You know, yeah, you were, yeah. You were oh, really that's making, true. Yeah, yeah. It's better than like, here's my memoir or yeah. something. You know, that was interesting too because I remember, I remember when that was coming out, and I remember reading. I think like right before it came out, I read that the book about the melancholy. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. And it, I, I, so I understand why when you read that, it was clear that like, oh yeah, that's. That's an interesting thing to explore in a full. It was fascinating, book. yeah. Yeah, I'm still proud of that book. I didn't ever yeah. see it anymore, but I don't know. It's around. <laughs> yeah, it's around. I'm sure somewhere. But, you yeah. uh, you could have become the historic the you know the yeah. historical fiction guy. I'm not interested in that. But, no. Yeah. Was it? It was fun though working on that book. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was yeah. really satisfying doing all that research and stuff. It was great. You know. You're, you're somebody who very clearly enjoys drawing period pieces too. No, I got. I mean, I. I don't know what that is because right now I'm like illustrating a Johnny Appleseed book. Really? I'm not, I didn't write it. I'm just illustrating it. Yeah. And so it's like it's just a return to that, you know, drawing like big lapels and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it feels like it's like 2011 all over again or something, you know. It, it, it's, uh, you know, this is this is something that like we we come back to a lot on the show. It's something that's that's really interesting to me. It's uh, something I quote a lot. Um, you know, it's a uh, an old an old interview I did with Jaime Hernandez where he said, you know, it's if you're going to draw a, you know, if, if, if you're going to draw something in a comic form, like make sure you really enjoy drawing it. Make sure that's oh, yeah. something that you want to draw over and over again. You know, for yeah. him, for him, it's like women and cars. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because that, that, I mean, I, I suspect that that's a pretty big part of why comics were not fun or at least like difficult for you early on was. Yeah. The repetition of it. Oh yeah, all my characters like it was it would be the same character and they look different like yeah. every panel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that was definitely difficult for sure. But uh, but the historical stuff is just something that you yeah keep getting back to because you enjoy it. It, it. it is fascinating. Yeah, you know I am interested in that stuff, but I don't want to be I don't want to be like pinned down as like anything though. I don't want to sure. be like a historic cartoonist. I don't want to be like a you know, a depressing guy cartoonist. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be like a goofy, funny cartoon. Like, I don't want to be any of that stuff. I just yeah. want to do whatever I feel like doing it whenever I feel like well, it. Well, you know, Blam- Blamo is a pretty good, you know, pretty good kind of microcosm of that, oh, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. is, is, is that what attracted you to sort of the like yeah, the just, eight ball format of. Yeah, just doing whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. You know, and then always having a place to put it. I'll just put it in the same place, you know? Is it, this is the series is something you think you're going to keep coming back to? Yeah, I'm, as soon as I'm done with the Appleseed book, I'm going to return to. I'm going to do another issue of Blamo. Just, just, just for you know the ability to kind of like work on shorter, shorter form. Well, things. I want to serialize the next. I have like a okay. another book in mind that I'm kind of putting together. Yeah, and I think it'd be good to actually try and serialize it in Blamo this time. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Serialize it um, as one of multiple stories within Blamo? Yeah, I wanna, but I want to do Blamo as like a little book like Palookaville is now. Yeah. You know, the little hardcover yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. So I'm going to do it like that. So that way I can fit in like 100 pages of this book in each issue. Yeah. And then, you know, and then hopefully have like a 400-page book, which is Wait, is, like is that a little bit sort of like the instant gratification of being able to work on something piece by piece? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then have it out and then see what people think of it. Because oh, I, I, I serialized uh, Fonte Bukowski on Tumblr yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. And seeing 
people's reactions to it every day was so great. It was so fun. Did that actually inform the book as you went on? Yeah, it was like, well, I mean, I kind of knew what the book was going to be. Yeah. So I didn't change anything, but I think it just got me more amped up to do it, to keep it okay. going. It's like seeing that people were like really into it, you know? You, you would have just kind of abandoned it had people... Had you I would have been like, nobody gives a shit. What am I yeah, doing in my yeah. life? <laughs> but there, there were no examples of some of, of feedback that you got that made you actually, like, change something? Hmm. No, actually, I thought it was really funny when people... I would see people guessing what was going to happen next. Yeah. They're like, uh-oh, th- that girl's going to steal his book or whatever, yeah. you know? And then I'd be like, no, nah, that's not what's going to happen. Was it ever accurate? No. And it, except for when people guessed... You know, in the book, he, he gets an idea for a story, and he yeah. writes it, and, it's, and it turns out it's just a ripped-off version of, like, uh, of, uh, I can't remember what the book is called right now. The Milan Kundera? The what? Oh, uh, uh, Unbearable Likeness yeah, yeah, of Being, yeah. yeah. But that, so I saw some readers, like, guess that. Like, yeah. oh, this is, sounds just like the Unbearable Likeness of yeah. Being. I was like, ah, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> So is there is there a little bit is there a little bit of you in that? Have you had that like oh yeah where where where, where you got really excited about an idea and it was had somebody had already done it? Uh, not that in particular, but um, but there are pieces in that story that are like me where like there's a scene where he like goes to a Dave Eggers reading yeah and then the people are like oh I got my you know short story I'm going to give it to him he's going to publish it McSweeney's or whatever you yeah. know yeah that, like con- that like struggling writer thing to do like I'm going to give this guy I really admire my short story and maybe he'll help me out I did that actually like I, I went to a Dave Eggers reading in Denver yeah. and at the, after I had him sign my book I was like here's my mini comic you know I'm a cartoonist it, uh, it's, it's funny though I mean you know, like, and, and part of the reason why you can kind of like give give that advice of um, you know the, the sort of the struggling writer yeah, advice yeah. is because like because things have actually worked out pretty well for you, like in the grand scheme of things, like you haven't really been doing this all that long. Like you, you, you got a pretty quick, pretty quick start. I think, ten years, I but, I, but I did it really. But, I, but you, you, you I ramped worked up really, really hard, quickly. though, man. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. like I put everything into it. That's all. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. But I don't know what I don't know what the secret is, though. Like, <laughs> but I, but I guess it's sort of like you know because I was thinking about this pool before as far as like giving that. Um, you know, giving that advice to somebody, and the reason why I was able to give my cousin that advice of like, don't do this, is because I've had some success doing that. Right. You yeah. know, like you have to have you have to have achieved some certain amount of success to be able to have people listen to about how miserable and yeah. unsuccessful that, has, that you've yeah. been ultimately. I know. What's interesting too is I remember, I remember feeling like I need to have a publisher. I got yeah. to have a publisher or whatever, and then having that be as a goal. And then yeah. after I actually got a publisher. I realized, like, this isn't even all that important. Yeah. But you can't tell anybody that because they don't understand that. Yeah. They won't listen. When people are like, how do I get published by Fantagraphics? And you go, like, you really don't even need to. You can do well, your work, and, and that's great, you know? Cl- clearly, there have been certain advantages to doing it, or else you wouldn't Yeah, well, that's true. It. But, I mean, you know, if, if you're a self-publisher, that's that's not, like, less valid, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just as great. I don't, it's hard to explain, but, like, you don't yeah. really need that. Well, I guess in a sense, I mean, you know, the the Blamo stuff is a, a little bit sort of more true to the roots and the things that that inspired yeah, yeah. you initially, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, I would have kept doing this even if Fantagraphics had, had never published me. I'd still be doing Blamos and still yeah. be self-publishing stuff, you know. What's the, what's the story on the uh, the Johnny Appleseed book? Uh, Paul Buell, that right? Do you know oh, Paul Buell? Yeah, yeah. He wrote it. Interesting. And I'm illustrating it, and then uh, Alternative Comics is publishing it. 
It's a comic? Yeah, it's a graphic novel. Interesting. And then they want it by uh, January 1st. Okay. And there's no way in hell that's no? going to get done. <laughs> how, how far into it are you? Uh, I think it's like 120 pages. I, I counted right before I came out here. Yeah. I'm like 68 pages into it. All right. By January? No way. I don't know. I, no I, 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 you always struck me as somebody who worked really quickly because it seems I like... I try, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you have so much shit coming out all the time. And I think I have like ADD about it because I can't yeah. just stick to one project. I always have to go like, yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm going to work on something else and I start a new project. Yeah. And then I start juggling things at the same time. So if I could just stick to Johnny Appleseed, I could finish it probably. But I already started doing like the second volume of Fonte Bukowski. Yeah. So like... Is the ADD worse when you're working on somebody else's story? Oh yeah, because yeah. you don't want to do it. It's not as satisfying. Really? You can't add anything to it. Like, that's the excitement of it. Like, with St. Cole, I knew what the story was, but the excitement was, like, adding little details and being like, oh, that's great. That makes it seem more real, you know? You don't feel like you have creative input being the artist? Not really, no. No? I can't can't make it go in any weird direction. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just sticking to a script, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've collaborated on on shorter things. You know, you worked on... um, I think that's over, though. I don't don't want to do that anymore. I just want to, after Johnny Appleseed, I'm just going to do my own work. I'm, I'm tired of collaborating. Right. You're yeah. not enjoying the process of working on this book? I love, I love Paul. He's great. Yeah. And the book's turning out great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I really just want to do my own stories again. Yeah. Why did you agree to do it? Because I just finished doing St. Cole and Fonte Bukowski, and I just wanted a break from writing. Yeah. I just wanted to draw. Yeah. And I didn't realize how long it was going to be. Like Because that was last year when I started working on it. And yeah, I'm only 68 pages into it. So. Have you ever? I mean, have, have you ever had a point where it wasn't clear what the next project was going to be? No. <laughs> that's I, that's nice. I, I mean, have that's like nice... several in my head right now that I want to get to. That's a good problem to have, right? I have a really good romantic comedy that I wrote that I want to draw. That I uh, interesting. I just looked up like uh, cliches and romantic comedies, yeah, yeah. and then wrote my own. Just like following that like basic Hollywood structure. Yeah. And this took. I was like, all right, I'm going to write something about like a. A security guard in, uh, at a contemporary art museum who, like, you know, has, like, a love affair with a, a girl who does the graphic design for the catalogs for the uh-huh. museum or whatever. And I just use that same structure, you know. It's got to be a little so, different, right? Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. I think just releasing it like that is, like, hilarious to just do, like, a romantic just comedy. Just a completely earnest romantic comedy Oh, yeah, comedy where, like, they just, where they almost get together, but yeah. then something happens, and then they almost, you know, it's so funny. Do you enjoy the process of fucking with people a little bit? Oh, it's great. Like screwing with readers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's you gonna do next? I don't know. It, it, that's a that's a short one or a long. No, book? that's a longer one. Yeah. yeah, you've got. I mean, you've got to really, you've got to commit yourself to. That's it. That's a That's got to be a tough thing to commit yourself to. Like, I'm going to do an earnest romantic comedy. Oh man, and I'm gonna spend a year of my life. Doing oh, it'd be that. so satisfying. Really, <laughs> it'd be so good. What What, what would is, crack me up? And I would even tell people like, this is how I did it. I looked up like the most yeah. cliche things in romantic comedies and drew a graphic novel about that. What's satisfying about that? It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because people would actually respond to it. Yeah. You know, and they would, and I think that they would like it. I, I don't know. Like from from the standpoint of it being almost like populist. Yeah. Like just like, like they would recognize. That. Yeah, I think they would like recognize what it was while they were reading it. Yeah, and they would get into it the same way that they would get into any of those movies. It's like it's, it's interesting. Like I wonder, you know, I wonder. I mean, we're talking about this now, and if you end up doing it, you'll have talked about it oh, yeah. quite a bit before it happens. But uh-huh. but you know, I 
I really want to see this come to fruition because I really want to see what the reaction is going to be from people. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. People who enjoy it completely earnestly. Yeah. And then people are like, well, you know, this is the this fucking This is like some ironic guy. thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, that was like, yeah. um, did you see the movie, um, uh, what was it called? It was a Michael Showalter romantic comedy. The, can't remember what it was. I can't remember the name of it. But it was... Uh, he, anyway, so he decided he was going to make a romantic comedy, and the yeah. whole the basis of it was that the, um, the the star of it was a person who's usually sort of on the periphery of the romantic comedy. Okay. Um, but but what's interesting about it was the reaction to it because he wanted it to be a really earnest movie, and people were like, "No, but you're Michael Showalter." Oh yeah. So nobody really knew what to nope, do yeah, with it, yeah. right? I mean, it was just like. Well, I think even seeing how people would react to it is, is interesting enough for me to do it. You social know. doing a comic as a social experiment. Yeah, like yeah. what are they, what are, what are they going to say about this? I don't know. Let's find out. Well, that would be a good thing to serialize online, right? To actually like sure, watch yeah, that to. as it's coming in. Yeah, like I want to serialize the next Fonte Bukowski online too, but I don't want to do it on social media anymore. Mm. Like I want to actually do it on a website. Yeah, but I don't know. And Fanagraphics is fine with that. Yeah, yeah, they were great with me doing. I mean, I put every page on Tumblr and Facebook last yeah. year, and then the book sold really well, so it didn't hurt sales at all. Is that, is that part of what's making the the Johnny Appleseed kind of a, a pain in your ass? Is that like nobody sees it? Yeah, yeah. It, I don't. know, Maybe that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you think that like just from here on, most of the stuff you're going to be doing, you'll there'll be some form of like online version. Maybe. Of it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or uh, well. I don't know. Maybe not the Blamo stuff that I do next. Yeah. But then yeah, I might but this do is, like... But Blamo is like... This is like the paper version of doing that in a way, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe like I'll just do like a, a, I'll be like, I need something online. I'll do another diary comic or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, uh, do you, you end up working on multiple things at the same time? Yeah. You always. Just, I'm always working on multiple things. How do, you, how do you get anything done that way? I don't know. <laughs> I just finished the comic for Josh Bayer that's like a, where he like hired like alternative comic artists to pencil these superhero comics. Okay. And then he hired old Marvel inkers to ink them. <laughs> and then Rick Parker, who's like an old uh, yeah, Marvel yeah, inker, Rick, yeah. lettered it. Yeah. So like I, I did mine with uh, Al Milgram. <laughs> it's like, it's the most ridiculous thing, but it's like really cool. It looks yeah. great. But that's, that was, but, but you know, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's got to be nice just like doing just sort of shorter yeah. one-off things like that in yeah, the meantime yeah, yeah. that, that kind of keeps it that keeps yeah. it fresh but yeah you, you, I always have something coming out I hope I don't know you just go crazy if you're just working on the same thing for too yeah. long because yeah. even you know, I think about it like I so I did that I'm doing Johnny Appleseed and I'm also finishing up a book for uh, Fanographics that comes out in the summer yeah so that yeah I just always have a bunch of different things that I'm working on yeah it is it's like ADD or, or it's, it's kind of workaholic Thing. And you don't feel like the work ends up suffering a little bit because you're not. No, because I'm still thing. putting everything into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't dumbed down my work at all. If, if anything, it's getting better. Yeah, because I going back and editing the pages I did for Johnny Appleseed, I look at some of the stuff that I did last year for it, and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, that drawing is terrible. Yeah. I should fix that. Which is, it's just like I'm getting better. You know? How do you how do you like how do you split up your time? How do you split up your days and your weeks when you're working? Well, on- right now I'm not. I don't have a job. I'm just living at the yeah. Center for Cartoon Studies, so I have a lot of free time. I'm just I'm just drawing all the time. Oh yeah, you're at CCS now. Is that yeah? Are you are you doing any? Te- what is the what does the residency involve exactly? Nothing. Just a whole <laughs> lot of nothing. I mean, I have to do a talk in a couple weeks. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I I'm judging a couple of awards, and there's like an art show. But basically, I'm just there to hang out and talk to students. Is know? that a good Is that a good environment for getting work done? Oh yeah, because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Have you been there before? I haven't. No, it's I've heard good empty. things. Empty. Yeah. yeah, it's so quiet. There, yeah. I mean, there's like um, yeah, there's no bar in town. There's no bar in town. No, there's a well, there's like a biker bar that nobody goes into because okay. they're too afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like three restaurants. I mean, you know, he, you know, he went to the Overlook Hotel to get some work done, right? Oh yeah, well, I, I mean, live that- in the hotel right now. I live in the Hotel Coolidge. It's weird. And, and and you're not going crazy though. Not yet. When it starts snowing, I probably will. Yeah. yeah. Is it nice being around those like you know twenty year olds? No. No. <laughs> you don't feel like you don't, you don't feel like their 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 energy is. No, they're great, and they're actually yeah. really super hardworking cartoonists too. So that's fine. There you go. That was Noah Van Skyver. Uh, thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. Did that uh, a while back at the Comics Arts Brooklyn show. Uh, thanks to Jack for setting that one up. Uh, always, always fun speaking with him. It's been a while. I, I can't remember. I think uh, I think it's been since the Daily Crosshatch day since I spoke with him. So, so good catching up. Uh, he's obviously done a, a lot of uh, very successful things since then, uh, including most recently in uh, 2015 alone, three books, St. Cole and Fonte Bukowski, both out on Fantagraphics and My Hot Date on Kilgore. Lots of good stuff coming up from him. Uh, thanks so much, Dan, for taking the time to do that. Uh, lots of good stuff coming up for us. Got two more interviews for the price of zero on this show. Uh, coming up next, we'll be speaking with Durf. What struck me about the the Dahmer book was that you had been sitting on this story. <laughs> the, I mean, you had to know that you had the potential for a really great, really exciting book on your hands. Oh, yeah, right from the beginning, yeah. I mean, within a few weeks after the story broke, I mean, you know, first I had to deal with the psychological trauma of actually having it happen sure. to me. But very early on, yeah, it's like, wow, this will, this will make a really a really great book. It just took a while to, um, first of all, acquire the skills to tell the story because yeah. I wasn't doing long-form narrative at that time. And uh, and then to find a publisher. <laughs> was It was hard to find a publisher? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because the of the was, subject matter? or I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I think it was a combo that I was, I was an unknown at that point in yeah. the comic book world. You know, not... I was sure. doing the comic strip, so... I thought there'd be some, like, crossover there, yeah. but there really was not. <laughs> and, uh... And it just... It creeps some people out. It was rejected by virtually every comics publisher, which I take great delight in yeah. reminding them of now <laughs> that it's in, it like, it's, you know, 10th printing. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it... it, it I was talking to, uh, I was taunting Eric Reynolds at Fantagraphics yeah. the other, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, it, it landed where it needed to land. And, that, <laughs> and he's, he's absolutely right. I mean, yeah. it needed to get to Abrams, and it did get to Abrams, and it worked out for the best. But that was a story that you needed to distance yourself from a bit in order to tell it, <laughs> to sort of at least, you know, yeah. kind of uh, assess it? Well, uh, you know, I, did, I, I really didn't start working on it in earnest until he died. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to be part of that whole... Yeah that whole tabloid sensation 
Um, I did. I want anything to do with that. So I, I just collected material for a while, and then when he died, I started tentatively working on it, and that took you know another five years, and uh, and that's when I tried to pitch it first, and then it got rejected by everybody, and then I shelved it for a while, and then I came back to it in like 2010 or so, and that's when I did the final version. You know, it's it's interesting. People, it seems like people breaking in breaking in you know people people who are starting to, to do comics now um everybody is almost immediately working for long form you know everybody mm. everybody wants to just work toward that first big book that first well so it's novel. a golden age of graphic novels yeah. right now i mean it's just amazing and this is like the one the one area that really seems to be growing so you know if you can if you can get a book if you got a book in you yeah it's a good time to be doing one but I you, just lucked out on yeah. that, and, as far as that goes. You know, but I, that 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 happened. The, the new book has has just come out. You've sort mm-hmm. of started this, you know, second career for yourself. Oh, very sense. definitely. Well, it's more like a third career actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple reboots. Yeah, but this is the most successful one, and it, it's great fun. I but mean, it, but, but it sounds it sounds like you had you you had a couple books in you. You just didn't. Was it an was it an economic factor? Was it just not really feeling like you could sit, you know, sit and work on the same thing for six months? No, it was more. You mean early on? Yeah, uh, of, of like, you know, of, of, of I guess you know why in the nineties to the, yeah. the the weeklies instead of. I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I can't really, uh, I can't really come up with a logical answer to that. Yeah. Like in nineteen eighty nine or so, um, I'd quit daily newspapers that was my first career doing cartoons for them and was trying to figure out what to do and i and i wanted to go into this all comics thing and i was working on it you know i was working on like like a comic book title maybe i was thinking like maybe do a hate or an eight ball type thing and yeah or and i was working on a weekly strip and i was working on some other things and the strip just came together first and i don't know why I decided I'd had to do one or the other, you yeah, know, but yeah. but that's what I did. And well, that's I mean that's not that's that I, I think ultimately that's not necessarily a bad approach, right? I mean, the, the flip side of that is you try to focus on too many things at the same time. You don't do oh, yeah, any I one of them suppose. particularly well. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can make the argument. I still don't do that, <laughs> but um, you know, the strip was fun. It was fun for you know 15 years. I mean, I made a yeah. living at it, and uh, I'm proud of it. I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's kind of very ephemeral because you yeah. know it was, it was of its time and of its place, yeah. and you look back on it now and you can't really even make sense of it. But it was fun while it lasted, and but I'm enjoying doing books. I mean, it's just been a, it's been a great reboot, and I'm, I'm I walk around with a smile on my face. So you, you get the you get the, the sense that like you should have tried to do this a little bit. Sooner. Oh, very definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially now that you know weekly papers have just kind of gone on the toilet. Yeah. You just think, well, I just wasted 15 years of my life. But you really can't think along this. Well, no, I mean, you know, we we all, you know, everybody's working a job, you know, just, right. because, just because it's through a newspaper and it's not, you know, it's not like a physical thing that you can hold on to. It doesn't mean it was wasted time. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and ultimately, I mean, maybe, um, hey, hey, Gabe, <laughs> ultimately, uh, <laughs> there's Gabe from Desert Island taking our photo on his iPhone. Um, I feel like I can't talk about anything real while we're yeah, yeah. distracted. Um, yeah, but but I mean maybe it's maybe it's for the best from the standpoint that like you know you are 
you for, you had to force yourself to build up those tools, and especially with um, you know not only doing something regularly but having all of these uh, non artificial deadlines. You you, you, you you must have just been a much stronger cartoonist having done something regularly for so long. Well, maybe. I don't know. My my books don't really look anything like my strips, so yeah. it's kind of, you know, which was by design. I mean, I... I you, mean, you mean aesthetically or...? I mean, artistically, stylistically, yeah. intellectually. I mean, you know, it's a whole different process. Um, and one I enjoy a great deal. I, you know, I did enjoy doing the strip at some point. I do remember that. <laughs> It's it's hard to remember, you know. It's, it's um, at the end it was harder to write. Once I started doing books, it became almost impossible to write yeah. the strip. I just couldn't, I couldn't think in terms of four panels anymore, and it became really kind of an ordeal. So I was I was happy to close it down. It, 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 a little bit, a little bit for economic reasons, I, I assume. I mean, you know, you you. Uh, I was you, still making money doing it, yeah. um, but you, you know, saw you saw the end coming. Oh, surely. absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those guys, the other strip, the other weekly guys, have all like spun off into online things. Sure. You know, they have, they've managed to. Most of them are making just as much money now as they were before. They just do it in a different way. Yeah. And I could have done that, but I just thought, yeah, I'm bored with it. I mean, I want to do something else. Well, it's one. It's one of those things too. I mean, you know, I I, I was I was thinking about this. I'm talking to to Bill, Bill Griffith later, and. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I had a conversation with him a while ago, which is something along the lines of like, okay, well, when are you working on your book? You know, when are you working on your book? Which is, you know, like ultimately such a silly thing to ask for somebody who's built this, you know, 40, like 50 year long strip, like right. one of like really the last kind of great daily comic strips. But now it's just like that's that's kind of the goal for everybody. It's, it, you know, there's a sense that like, Maybe you haven't really done something substantial until you have a big, a big oh, book in your hands. Well, I mean, his stuff's collected routinely, yeah. so it's not the same as, you know, mine was, was not. Um, yeah, I mean, a book has a permanence to it that is really, from an ego standpoint, is very appealing. Yeah. You know, it, people put it on their shelf, it stays with them, it becomes part of their lives, and that, that's cool, you know. It just seems a lot more substantial than a comic strip, which, you know, people tripped over piles of them as they walked into the coffee shop. Maybe they grabbed it and flipped through it and, you know, paused on your strip for five seconds and then went on. That's all it was. Um, but on the on the other hand, it, it had an immediacy, you know. I mean, you, yeah. you drew something and then two days later it was yeah. in print. And that was kind of cool. But it's just a different, it's just an entirely different uh a different thing, different, different payoff. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that must have been that must have been a really hard waiting period for the for Dahmer, you know, of, of really and in, really investing yourself in something, and, and in a lot of ways putting yourself out there, and uh, that kind of being the first of its kind for you, mm-hmm. not knowing for, you know. Well, that was actually my second book. Oh, punk rock and trailer parts, parts yeah. was my first book. Yeah. Um, but but there's that but there's that period of time where. <laughs> You have no idea what this thing that you've spent, you know, however long of your life doing, how, how it's going to be. You know so, what? I never doubted for a minute that right. Dahmer would be a hit. Never doubted it. Yeah. And I just couldn't convince anybody else. But I always knew. Was it done and written when you were pitching it around? Yeah. Oh, wow. The second time. Yeah. That was the lesson I learned from the first time. Yeah. Because I just tried to pitch it. At that point, it was only like 100 pages. Yeah. 
Um, and I just tried to pitch it traditionally, which is you send out like some sample pages sure. and a synopsis, and nobody would touch it. And you know, I mean, these are people that put out, you know, you know, titles like "Pedophile Zombies from Hell" or something <laughs> like that. But they wouldn't touch this this book for some reason. Yeah. And what that taught me was that this is not a book that can be pitched. Hmm. And so what I did was I did the entire first draft. It was completed. Yeah. And I first sold it to an agent who didn't really want to read it, but he read it. And then when he read it, he really liked it. And then he sold it to Abrams. And the editor at Abrams, Charlie, didn't want to read it. And when he started reading it, he, he you know, by the time he was done, he really loved it. So it, it came together exactly as I thought it would, yeah. which was, you know, just, I guess, the experience of, of failing earlier. <laughs> and, and Trash was just, that was kind of, he, he already had the deal going with Abrams. Uh, yeah, yeah, Trashed was... Actually, I was doing Trashed as a webcomic. Mm. I had done an earlier version yeah. a long time ago, just a floppy. And uh, I came back to it later as a webcomic between books, just to, like, you know, it was just kind of a fun project to, like, cleanse the palate. So I'd do, like, you know, 40, 50 web episodes and just crank it out. And I figured someday it'd be a book. Yeah. And I was going to go back to it and uh, as a webcomic, and I was talking to my editor at Abrams, Charlie, about what our next projects would be. And I pitched a couple things, and he wasn't that excited about them. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to do this webcomic. So what other Maybe serial I'll... killer stuff yeah, do you exactly. have for me, Derek? No, 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 he didn't want that. <laughs> um, and I just, I just said, you know, I'm going to go do this webcomic for a while. Maybe I'll come up with something then. And he goes, wait yeah. a minute, what's that? Yeah. And when he described it, he was just like, man, let's do that. You, you, you it, it, it wasn't clear to you immediately that this would be no, not at all, not at all. Was it? Was it? What, what was it? The subject matter? Was it because it was about trashmen? No, it's just you know I, I wasn't thinking of it in those terms. You yeah. know, it was just like a side project. And once I actually said, the nice thing was is that it was a familiar topic. I knew the characters, I knew the setting, yeah. And it was basically all written. Yeah. I just hadn't gotten around to you know doing it yet. So, I mean, I sat down and wrote it very quickly, and, and it's something I'm very comfortable with. So it was an easy follow-up to My Friend Dahmer, which could be a little intimidating when you, if you had to think about it too much. Um, if I'd been, like, 23 when I put it out, I'd probably be petrified. But yeah. since I'm an old warhorse now, you know, you just keep working. But it was nice to come back to something that I was familiar with. F- familiar with from the standpoint that you lived it to some degree? Uh, well, it's fiction, yeah. but, um, but you, based some on of those experience. experiences. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. You were, uh, you were, you, you were a sanitation worker. I was a sanitation engineer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a uh, replacement song about that, right? Is there? Yeah. Uh, Is there? I can't all, remember all now. All the nice things, sanitation engineers and things oh, right, called right. in the sky. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, not a lot of songs about garbage men. They figure the replacements would be one who did one. How did that? How how did how did you fall into that line? What garbage man? Yeah. It was the only job I could find. I mean, at the time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't remember, but I mean, it was a long time ago. I was like nineteen. I dropped out of college, and at that time, it was really hard to find shitty jobs. You could find good jobs, you know, like. Being a department store clerk was actually a good job back yeah. then. Now, of course, it's a crappy job. Now all we have is crappy jobs. But back then it was hard to find crappy jobs because everybody had good jobs. So that was the only one I could find. And I just got stuck there for, you know, a year. 
I can't. I, I've got to imagine you had some moments in there where you know you, you dropped out of school. You're working as a, a trash man. You know. I mean, that's in my hometown for minimum wage. Yeah. You know. Did you ever? It was a low point. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> definitely. I guess, definitely I guess a low sort of, point. Yeah, I guess you sort of bought him out. But were, were you were you working on on art in the background? Um, I don't think I was at that point. Yeah. I was really kind of uh, defeated. Yeah. And then uh, after you know six seven months or so, I you know I got to get off this damn trash truck. And then I started really. I mean, when I started drawing again, I was very driven. And. Uh, you know, trash. In, in in a lot of ways, I, I owed a lot. I mean, trash made a man out of me. You know, I mean, I was not. When I went back to school, there was no screwing around. Yeah. I mean, for, just from the standpoint of like, you'd kind of. I do not down. want to be on that truck again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd seen what would happen if I didn't work hard. So, I've worked hard ever since. Well, I mean, was was there a sense that you were, you know, out there getting stories, getting? potential fodder for not really not at that time no no i mean um i certainly had a lot of stories but yeah i, I was not thinking a lot in those terms at all at that point how did how did that old how did that end up becoming the the next project i mean why um what do you mean of all of all of the subjects to go to you know next from um from Dahmer from Dahmer yeah uh, because you know i had a major publisher saying hey i want to yeah. do this book and here's a big Big advance check. I mean, you'd be yeah. a fool to pass it up. Yeah. And I was happy to do it. So, and, you know, it's gotten some great press and great reviews. So, I mean, obviously, it was the right move. But, 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 uh, but I guess, you know, subject matter-wise, why was it clear that that was, you know, whether or not it was for Abrams or for yourself, that that mm-hmm. was the, the next thing you wanted to work on? Well, I wondered something. I mean, you know, I, I wrestled with it. I mean, yeah. do I come back with something dark because that's everyone what everybody is expecting or... Do I come back with something completely different? Yeah. And, you know, you can make an argument for either either one. Um, ultimately, I just decided, well, that makes sense. And, and, and you know, I'm kind of glad I did it. Um, people seem to be, you know, I worried that people who, are, who liked my friend Dahmer would pick this up and go, what the hell is this? Yeah. But people seem to like the storytelling. So, I mean, yeah. they, you know, my storytelling. So it, it, it does have that common thread, and uh, you know I've heard nothing but good about it, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. And I mean, and it gave you the opportunity to be a little, um, a little, little. I guess explore some sort of broader themes, with, you know, in terms of. Well, you try to do something different. I don't want to yeah. keep doing the same thing over and over again. You yeah. Know? But, I mean, what everybody asked was, well, now you're going to tell the rest of Dahmer's story. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no, no, I'm not going to touch that. I mean, I have no interest in that. But but, but I guess, I mean, from the standpoint of, of you know, of, of it's not just, you know, when, when, when you're telling the story of people who are taking out the trash, I mean, obviously, there's a much broader story about society. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you like to make... I just don't want to tell, you know, stupid stories. I like the combination of the stupid and the smart. <laughs> that's like my... That's like my... Yeah. My trademark, yeah, mixing the stupid and the smart. So um, I thought that was really interesting stuff. I didn't know that anyone else would think it was interesting. But, again, my editor, and this is what good editors do, he said, no, that sounds great. I mean, yeah. that sounds really interesting. Let's do that. So, I mean, he kind of prodded me into that. Do, 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 you, do you miss the, 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 the regularity or the, I guess, in the sense that I mean, security is not really the right word? No. But... but um, <laughs> 
you know, just sort of the, knowing exactly what you're going to be doing day in, day out when you're working on a, a weekly strip for a paper? No, I don't miss it. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm, you know, I was, I, I did it for a long time, probably too long, probably like four or five years too long, and uh, I'm done with it now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it feels good to move on and, and do something else. And you're already thinking about or working on the next book? No, not really. No. <laughs> this one just came out yeah. I mean, last week. So I got to promote it for the rest of the year, and then, yeah. you know, early next year I'll start. I'll start pounding out ideas for a next one. It's kind of nice, right? You yeah. Able to take a little bit of time. Well, I work like a dog to get this book done. I yeah. flipped it around in a year, which is insane because it's two hundred forty pages. Yeah. Um, it should have taken two, so I basically cut that time in half, and I did it by working seven days a week, fourteen hours a day, and I won't do that again. So, but I wanted to get a book out this year, and the thing with books is, you know, they only put them out twice a year. My yeah. publisher, so we got to hit a deadline, and uh, I hit it, but it, it was at a cost. So I was working pretty damn hard. I mean, I deserve some time off. <laughs> it, it sounded like you were, you know, you were you're really confident about how that how how Dahmer would be received. Are you are you uh, sort of surprised at all by how well the new book's been received? Um, I'm surprised. Uh, it came out in France first, actually. Oh, really? For weird reasons. I mean, the, Abrams is my main publisher, but it came out in the France French first. French trash. And it is a bestseller there. Hmm. I mean, I was just talking to my French publishers here, yeah. and it's just gone off the charts. And it's actually, some of the store owners have written me and said it's selling better than Dahmer did, which is crazy. But um, that surprises me. And yeah. the amount of press that it got... In France, surprised me, and the amount, and it's gotten some pretty big press here too early on, and that yeah, I'm a little surprised uh, because Dahmer was a natural, you know, with that news element and the iconic serial killer, and it was such an unusual topic. So I wondered if you know this is just going to be like a regular graphic novel, you know, and just be kind of ghettoized in the comics press and that stuff. But so far, so good. But it, but it, as as a as a news item, as as a character, I mean, Dahmer isn't quite as iconic over there as he is here, right? Oh, they didn't know who he was at yeah. all. So. But still, he won an Angolan yeah. prize, and so that's a really big deal sure. over there. So, um, And I think it, I mean, it, I can't even remember. I think he said it was in his 10th printing over there. Mm. It's just, it, it's interesting, too, I mean, you know, how, how they would receive a book like Trash in other countries as it relates to right. kind of America and its wastefulness. They love that. Yeah. I mean, uh, they. Uh, I was doing, a, it was just over there a couple months ago, I was doing an interview with one of the big papers, uh, La Liberation, yeah. which is like a national paper. And his first question was, let's see if I can get this right, he goes, now we French know uh, the Midwest for three things, <laughs> the Rock Hall, LeBron, and you. I <laughs> just cracked up. <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah. Wow. All Cleveland-based, too, which is interesting, Well, right? yeah. Right. <laughs> Cleveland has become sort of the center of the... Cleveland is the heart of the Midwest, <laughs> the heart of the Rust Belt. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they just love yeah. that, this kind of... They're fascinated with the Rust Belt. They're just fascinated yeah. that such a thing could happen. You know, these, these dilapidated, crumbling towns that, yeah. you know, have been stripped of everything by Wall Street. Because that would never happen anywhere else in the world, except yeah. in our country, of course. That's interesting, and I suppose it's probably a little harder for people to take here because they're because we're living it. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because we live know, it. It's, yeah, it's, I'm sure. I'm sure in Europe they're they're enjoying you know reading reading about it, reading about sort of. Well, the, I mean, you know, my books I think are very human. Yeah. I mean, it's not just you know not just. 
criticism sure. and, and bashing. I mean, they're, they're a very human element, and they're very uh, sympathetic to the people who live in the Rust yeah. Belt. Yeah. So, and they, and they pick up on that, and I think, you know, American readers like that as well. I mean, you know, there's certain uh, cliches about the Rust Belt yeah. that I think I dispel to some degree. Um, I've got I've to ask you, actually, speaking of, of Cleveland, um, how important Harvey Picar was to you. To me? Yeah. Um, well, we live in the same neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> Harvey never had a lot of time for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I guess, I mean, from the standpoint of, of you know, I, I think what he kind of opened for a lot of people was just sort of that possibility that you, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harvey really kind of dictated what I didn't do. Oh, interesting. More than what I did do. Um because I was really reluctant to do Autobio because Harvey was doing Autobio. Ah, and I didn't yeah. want to be, you know, a Harvey Picard knockoff. Sure. So I was doing different things. It may have been one of the reasons that I did the strip, too, yeah. instead of uh, longer-form comics. Because I just didn't want to be another Harvey. So he cast a long shadow. Um, you know, I used to run into the grocery store all the time yeah. in the post office. I'd get a grunt out of him. Yeah. You know, hey, Harvey. He was not uh, one for small talk. But but it, but interestingly, when you when you did pull the trigger, that you know, they were right. It became it was an autobio yeah. was the one that became yeah. my best. I mean, that's the irony of it. Yeah. Um, but even then, with that book, you'll notice that I am not the main character in that yeah. book. I'm a secondary character. Yeah. I mean, if Harvey had written that book, he would have been the main character because that's what he did. Sure. So even then, it was kind of. Uh, I was kind of thinking, well, I don't want to do it like like Harvey would do it. Yeah, I mean, there would have been, uh, you know, the the, the the sort of the egoism involved in. Writing. Well, it was just his thing. I mean, yeah. you know, no, he no, was, but I mean, you know, write, writing a book about Jeffrey Dahmer and making yourself the main oh, character. Well, <laughs> well, it's just a matter of perspective, you yeah. know. I mean, if you either write it, it, it depends on your point of view uh, of how sure. you write it, and the, but that was a definite decision on my part yeah. to to write it that way. But, I mean, was there, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of a feeling that, like, well, you know, I'm ultimately I'm not quite as interesting, hopefully as interesting of a character as Jeffrey Well, I, yeah, I mean, I feel that way, definitely. Yeah. There you go. That was Durf. Uh, really, really enjoyed that conversation. Um, we're sitting somewhat awkwardly on uh, the the steps leading up to the church where uh, the Comics Arts Brooklyn Festival is being held. Uh, Thanks to Maya and Gabby for setting that up. Uh, They are from Abrams Books, and they put out his most recent book, Trash, highly recommended, uh, fictionalized version of Durf's time as a uh, a sanitation worker, I think is the... um, the appropriate way to sanitation engineer i don't know i all, all i know all i know about uh, uh working in the the garbage industry comes from that one replacement song uh thanks to him for sitting down uh recommend trash highly highly recommend uh my friend dauber which is easily my favorite book of the year when it came out in 2012 which is uh, a memoir about uh, his time growing up uh, around Jeffrey Dahmer of all people uh, also punk rock and trailer parks from a few years back is also really terrific uh, everything I recommend everything Durf's put out uh, thanks Sam for taking the time to do that uh, got one more interview coming up with uh, Tommy Mustari from Fanographics so stick around the nice thing about wordless comics is it doesn't matter what language it's in yeah it's kind of breaks the barriers so yeah it it's uh, do you prefer doing the uh, pantomime? I, well, I think it's quite natural way of storytelling for me, actually. Interesting. <clears throat> because, yeah, when I started to make comics, actually, I 
I had lots of dialogue and uh, yeah. text inside, but it never really really worked that well. Hmm. And I started to take away the text, and yeah. it was getting better. And in the end, there was no text at all. That's and interesting. Then I found out, okay, this, this is my way of doing. It. But it, it took like maybe five years to find it. So what <laughs> wasn't what, what wasn't quite working about the dialogue? Well, I I always felt that it's like too much. It explains too much. Yeah, exposition. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I don't need it actually. And I also like I'm fond of like stories that don't have real ending, for example, yeah. and kind of like that. That it gives you thinking, or or yeah. or you know, and a lot of the wordless ones are um, open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. You have to yeah. you have to sort of project a little bit of yourself in there. Yeah, to but it's a, like in in my mute comics, it's usually like uh, they start from the middle and oh, and there's there's yeah. you kind of miss the last panel. Usually, yeah. So yeah. Who, um, well, it, it, some of it reminds me of um, Jim Woodring stuff at all. Was yeah, it like Frank, Frank a little bit? Was that influential? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I read my Frank. Yeah. You ate your vegetables. And, uh, <clears throat> I also like it a lot. So. Yeah. But this, um, I don't know, it's uh, like, uh, have you read this, the book of Samuel? Um, yeah. yeah. This, like, new, yeah. uh, completely mute. Uh, that uh, actually, I created it so that uh, I just uh, try try to play with body lang- language. Actually, yeah. <coughs> in my sketchbook, yeah. and I used this character to, to play with, and in the end, uh, I actually w- I went to Africa, West Africa, for like two months, yeah. and started to like <coughs> draw there the nature, yeah. and then I realized, okay, this is the landscape for this character, huh. and I created like short story, and then after that, I get more and more ideas and. There was a book. You so. just you had a character floating around in your sketchbooks, and you yeah, didn't know yeah. what to and do. I really played a lot with that. Yeah, just about body language to like kind of learn, study that body yeah. language, and that's and how it got born. And he's sort of he's got his he's got kind of a blank expression too. Yeah, it's I kind of like putting uh, giving myself like limitations. Yeah, and that's like one way that I cannot express through his face anything actually so it's more in the accents the ac- uh, what, what he makes and does yeah. it's actually like a statement usually it's interesting because it sounds like you, tr- you treat it almost as um, like an exercise it's like something to something that you're doing to make yourself better at making comics at, yeah. le- at least the way it yeah. was originated yeah well it's funny I mean <clears throat> when I sketch like uh, like someone for example I do it in really small scale but I usually I, ne- I can never copy the, the body language right from the mm. sketches. But it's it's always better in the sketch actually. So <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's really difficult actually. So do do you do you ha- do you do you show it to people before it goes to press? Do you do you make sure that people understand kind of what's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, it's like um, well, I'm you know Kuti Kuti, the it's a Finnish collective. I've been working yeah. in for ten years. Yeah, and it's like no, it's like forty artists actually, and we just share this studio. So I usually read. Yeah. they read my read my stuff before publishing, and, uh, just to sort of make sure that you yeah. know, because it, it it's make sure that it makes sense on paper. That it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's I, I mean it's uh, I think mute comics it's kind of difficult. Difficult, I mean, so yeah. because you can uh, you can read it in many ways. So you really have to be like uh, focused on what you're actually telling. Yeah, and kind of like also like read yourself the story like as many times as possible, and kind of like. Try to find the real content inside it. Are, are there stories? Are there stories that you would like to tell with words, but are just impossible to do silently? 
Uh, well, I do also like work uh, yeah. work with text in comics yeah. and in other comics, but uh, but with as I told, I, I like limitations. I when yeah. I start a new new book, I I kind of create these limitations, and the, then the comic like yeah. just kind of gets into inside these limitations. But uh, yeah, but uh, as I told, it's a kind of natural way for me to tell without text yeah. or just with a little amount of text. And you, you've done you've done some translation work as well, right? Mm, you mean like my own books or some? <coughs> you've, uh, you've translated some uh, English authors, haven't? Uh, yeah, I'm running a small publishing house yeah. and uh, I've done like seventy books. And uh, you worked on the translations yourself? Yeah, it's half uh, translations and half Finnish, like new Finnish. Artists, yeah. So, but actually, we started like uh, to make with translations only. Yeah. Because it's uh, it, it was like nine years ago. It was like one year that <coughs> me and my colleague we found out that we, okay, th- like this year there was not a single book but that we actually wanted to read, like a translated book, and we that's the reason why why we started the publishing house. Yeah. To like correct this situation, and so we made like uh, we made Oliver Strauen, we made Rupert Mulo, the Barrel of Monkeys book in Finnish, and then Jeffrey Brown and yeah, and Lily Carre stuff like that. Oh. So, but after <coughs> after a while we started to publish Finnish. Oh, this as, as well. So. I, I find that I find the best the best art is the ones where uh, the, the things that people create because they just see a a hole, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's people making the thing that doesn't exist in the world, making the thing that they want to see in the yeah, world. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it had some impact in Finland. I mean, there was after a while there was like pe- bigger publishing houses started to have like yeah they started to do translations again, yeah. like Dan Clubs and yeah. Burns and stuff like that. So, is there um. Is, is there an element of creativity in, in translating work? Uh, yeah. Well, I kind of like, I mean, <clears throat> it's of course it's like uh, this many, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. You, you need a good translator. Uh, it's like fits the author, the text, and yeah. how, how it's told. So, And also like we do all the lettering by hand. Uh, so we have, have to find a yeah. good, good letterer, actually. And uh, then also like... <clears throat> Like I mean, it's quite typical in Europe to publish books in, in same size that every book is. I mean, like the French way of yeah, like yeah, they <coughs> like their big yeah. books. So, but we did it like kind of opposite that we always thought about the work and then let the work decide the size actually. Oh, interesting. So all of all of our books actually different size. Yeah, some are really big, like yeah, uh, and uh, but we made like uh, Gary Panther's Jimbo. Like two books in one, Purgatory and uh, Inferno. Yeah. yeah. And Purgatory, it's it was like most complicated work I had ever done. I mean, the <coughs> translation took like uh, the first trans- the translator took like three months, and then he huh. said like I, I cannot do it; it's too, too difficult. And, uh, so you took it over? No, there was. Uh, then we found another. It's like a Finnish poet yeah. who studies like uh, medieval poetry and huh. is really like a genius in pop culture. That's things so he he had kind of kind of had this kind of background yeah if it's in Jimbo. but have okay. you have you you've done some of the translations yourself no no I, oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not a pro so okay <laughs> so we like hire real yeah I'm just wondering if that's sort of you know and it, it must give you an interesting perspective and um in storytelling <clears throat> and you know yeah. of, of 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 that that problem of having to to translate yeah but we really want to have like good translations. It's really yeah. important. I mean, uh, and it's, it's also like the Finnish language is so different actually from English. Um, yeah. So we have so different like word word base. Uh, so it's uh, we need a uh, good, good translator uh, to do it. So 
are, are there, is there access to outside uh, outside comics there? I mean, you know, Helsinki and is there mm-hmm. is there a big comic scene? Uh, it's quite big actually. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's been going going on for quite a long time. So and we have like the Helsinki Festival. It's like thirty years old. Mm. Uh, it's like third oldest in, in Europe actually. So. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's more still more it's like small press. Uh, I mean, it's not a business in Finland. Yeah. There's just like few bigger publishing houses doing like like mainstream stuff. So it's quite al- alternative. Yeah. And and because people are not doing it for money, then it's qu- it's also quite interesting because yeah. they have th- their own voice and they yeah. tell no, stories. Nobody's yeah. telling them what yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. But it's I, for like like contemporary artists like me. It's most of us like publish outside Finland as yeah. well in France and uh, also in Germany but you're, you're able to make a living doing it uh, <laughs> half <laughs> uh, half I, I would say I, I mean yeah well we, we have sl- have like uh, grants for comic artists in Finland mm. but it's it's still like it's not like uh, everybody g- gets it so yeah and then but I, I also like teach a bit and uh, uh, you teach comics yeah so interesting yeah I, I, I would guess that doing a lot of the um the silent work is is kind of conducive to helping teach comics, you know, because you 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 really learn something about the process when you are forcing those limitations on yourself, and those 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 limitations are the sorts of things that you you need when you're teaching people how to do something, when you're teaching yeah. you know new students, you know when you're when you're setting out your lesson lesson plan, you tell them to create a work of art using these limitations. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm mainly focused on teaching nude comics. Oh, really? And like oh, interesting. Colors and and comics as, yeah. as an exhibition. So, but but I usually like I start with the limitations always yeah. when I, I start the lecture. So, what what's what's the hardest thing for new students to pick up? Uh, well, I, I, I did teaching in a private art school, so there's like really different backgrounds with the people, yeah. the students actually. Some are like plus 40 mostly oh, it's like 20 yeah like uh, some don't haven't really drawn at all yeah um, but sometimes they actually develop they're the best uh, because they don't have any like history with comics uh, doing so that's that's interesting uh, somebody you know somebody over 40 wanting uh, you know what, what what is it what is it that that's bringing them to comics is, is it just well usually they have like some some urge to, to tell some story inside yeah. that they want to tell yeah it's kind of like yeah uh, yeah is is it is it easier to teach people when they don't have any <laughs> any comics background at well, all it depends it's i mean it's, uh, it depends yeah. Uh, yeah and some well some of, of the students they are just like lazy so <laughs> and it, it doesn't really fit with comics yeah. making because it's hard work actually so you really <laughs> you need to take a few years to learn the basic things and then and find your own voice and then so you you find a lot of people just kind of drop off pretty quickly yeah and there's like uh, some young kids they have like uh, planned to make a 20 book series yeah it's kind of I always say like okay stop this it's like nonsense it, you should like make a short story make yeah. a strip and start from there and learn your st- you know your way of telling stories what, what so. did you what were the earliest things you were you were publishing were you doing um, mini comics yeah I have a like long like underground fan sign background actually okay. I was making making more like music based fan signs okay but uh, we made our first fan signs like when I was 40 14 yeah and uh, interviewing bands and yeah, yeah. and then <coughs> actually I, I had a label re- uh, publishing music f- 
first. Oh, yeah. And then when I went to art school, I actually started to make comics when I was like 21 or something. Yeah, so. yeah. And, you, and you, you just started self-publishing because you, yeah, yeah. you already had all yeah. those tools in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, I've done like maybe, well, I've been involved with like plus 200 publications. Yeah. Wow. Publishing, but, uh, but I made like 10, 15 fan signs before any book, so... Was when when you when you went went to art school was it was it clear that you were going to do comics or did you just sort of broadly want to do something in art? <clears throat> no, it was not not clear at all. <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm a graphic designer actually. I oh, started, okay. started like twelve years. Yeah. That, but uh, but in the art school, I met some people who actually had yeah. had made lots of comics and then sort of formed a collective and started to make our own anthology and. And then I, g- I got really int- interested in the in the yeah. narration and all of that, but still, like <coughs> when I went to uh, do my master's degree in, in Helsinki, I was I planned to be a t- do typography actually. Okay. But then yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It's like uh, I'm really fond of yeah. Like the it's really inter- interesting for me still. I'm like making comics because every year <coughs> I find something new. Yeah. And I also like. I, I mean, not only in my own work, but I've like new artists. Yeah. That have, they have something really new in comics, actually. So. And, but and ultimately, all these, you know, it, it, comics it seems to be a good culmination of all of these tools that you picked up over the years. So, you know, self-publishing, typography, graphic design, comics is a way that they all. Yeah, yeah. Sort of I'm really using all this. Like, yeah. All my what, what what I learned in school. Yeah. Actually, so and like, well, I, I've been doing most of the lettering for. For example, for the, our publishing house. Yeah. And so, did yeah. they um, did they frown on upon comics in in art school? Uh, well, they complained all all the time. But uh, <laughs> you're wasting yeah, your time. I mean, like when I I studied uh, back then, there was no almost no like studies for comics. Yeah. Um, but now now you can study like in do like minor uh, degree in university in, in the past ten years or how when? Did yeah, it's so like past ten years. Yeah. Ten years, there's been like more and more. What but what 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 happened? <laughs> I think this was was the manga boom actually. So. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> but it, uh, the scene in Finland has been quite active all the time, and there's like more and more publications coming yeah. up. Yeah, and also like <coughs> my generation of artists, like born mid mid seventies, they yeah, there was like a really actually big movement. Yeah, like mid nineties. In every every art school, there was like collective making fan science and. So was 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 the um, was the U.S. scene influential at all? Uh, I think y- yes, but also like uh, the European scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, <coughs> like there's like two like m- main reasons for this movement was were were like uh, there's like one really really good comic store in back back then so it was like one of the best in Europe actually, mm. and they imported like all the stuff from states. Also from France and yeah. uh, Switzerland, yeah. Germany, and everybody went there. And like when I was like seventeen, I went there and yeah. I found out. Like I started with like uh, Vertigo stuff and that, oh, yeah, and that yeah. but then I got yeah. into more like alternative stuff. Yeah. And, uh, in the end, of, I was buying all these like crazy art books. And many of us, like my generation, they have the same background with uh, like learning. And then, in addition to this one store. Sort of like really great. Uh, there was like a one really good anthology, mm-hmm. and they, they published like lots of like uh, American and French and artists as well. It's it's exciting though, you know, that they're to to sort of be at the the, the forefront of something, you know, in, in in that country in particular, that you get to 
kind of reinvented in a way, right? I mean that that you know you're taking these outside influences, but you're making it your own. I mean, is there anything? Do you feel like there's any um, overarching ways in which Finnish comics are are different than the comics that influence them? Uh, <clears throat> well, it's. Uh, I, I would say it's it's quite different from from the influences. I mean, one one thing is, of course, the, there was no money involved, <laughs> so so people sure. made it. Well, that's also the yeah. case here for most yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but then again, like uh, I mean, Finland is quite it's quite big country with only five million million people. Yeah, and then like I'm I'm from countryside. Most of the people actually who make comics they're from like different like, really empty villages or oh, okay. oh, really? something like that. Yeah, so. It's it's it was kind of like being an outsider, yeah, uh, to make comics, and it's, I, for for many of the people, it's it's still like that. So, I get yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sometimes I'm sort of jealous when I hear people talk about, um, you know, that I mean, the, you know, it's it's nice that the internet is around and that everybody's kind of connected, but they're they're when 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 people speak nostalgically about fanzines, there's this excitement of this idea that. Um, Oh, there's somebody out there, and you know they're working at the same time, yeah, yeah. and they're also making something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess ultimately the internet's probably a, a, a net positive. It's it's bringing people together. But, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you're working in this small town, and you know somebody else is working in the, mm-hmm. in another yeah, small town, yeah. and you're trading things yeah, back and yeah. forth. Yeah, but it's I'm, but it's it's like if you compare it for with France for. Example with yeah. where comics is like um, it's also like big big big, big yeah. business, big business actually. Yeah. So uh, you can see the, how it influences all these like styles. Yeah, and <coughs> it's like the, there might be like, like young, really talented artists that come from the school. They studied comics and they come from graduate from the school, but soon they kind of like, their style emerges in the into this like commercial. Yeah, I mean in France there's also like. Uh, what we would consider alternative it, it can be like it can sell a lot so. yeah yeah so but in Finland so it doesn't exist so yeah and yeah. there's there's something to be said for actually yeah. being being able to make money yeah <laughs> doing mm-hmm. that yeah and it's also like, like in France there's it's like different schools of uh, how you should look so, yeah and uh, that doesn't exist in Finland so are, are um how many shows have you done in the states uh I, I think it's my fifth or sixth fifth festival. Or sixth. Okay. Yeah. It's how how um how 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 has the reaction been? Well, it's uh, I remember the first time we <coughs> we came came to Mokka festival with a b- bunch of people like maybe six artists. Yeah. And <coughs> no one knew actually about yeah. our work. It was kind of interesting then because uh I think th- actually back then there was it was only like was also like that the our table was the only like foreign table. Oh, at Mocha? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you. So you, it was this big group yeah. in the corner. Yeah, and, so, and, and then <laughs> there was like, uh, the audience came in and they were a bit like scared. Yeah. They didn't, didn't know what it's about and they didn't, yeah. uh, even though we had the translations in English in most of the books, but uh, yeah. People were afraid yeah. to pick the things up yeah, because it, they didn't know what it was. But the same thing happened in France, France actually, when we oh, really? went the first time there. So, But then people came first today to, to table and yeah. then they came came again and on people, s- people on the know second who you second are now? yeah I think uh, some people at least so <laughs> yeah I I recognize faces yeah last year so yeah but and you're working with Fantagraphics now yeah I'm glad to have a, this first book out when uh, is that so. coming out uh, 
well, it's, it's sold here. So oh, it's out now. Okay. Yeah, but I, was, uh, I think it's actually released a bit later. Okay, o- it'll, o- be, o- that'll be, it, it'll be interesting. I want to I want to talk to you again mm-hmm. after that comes out to see yeah, yeah. how. But you can see it on the table. So. Yeah, yeah. But but just sort of like now that you know you have this big U.S. Mm. publisher, it's I'm yeah, curious yeah. as to you know if your next show is going to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. 